to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 218, The Maltese Penguin. My name is John, and joining me every time we venture to a world where everything sounds like it's black and white is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey there. How's it going? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. How are you? Nice. I'm pretty good. Pretty good as well. It's, uh, you know, coming off the Monday of what would have been yes. one weekend. Um, but yeah, I think the only downside was the entire family had today off except me. Oh, I didn't have today off, right? Yeah, President's Day. Happy President's Day, everyone, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah. Well, Taylor? Yes, sir. We we watched. We didn't watch. We listened and probably watched our media players uh, as the time (laughs) ticked by on the Maltese Penguin. But before we get to all that, we got to talk about what's making us happy this fortnight. Yes, indeed. Uh, Oh, uh, you know, I have to say that that even though this is the year without a galley, I feel like there was some great stuff, say, just Thursday through yesterday, because Thursday it was like, oh, yeah, this this would be the ice cream social. And I know some people actually got together on like Zoom and had ice cream all together. I made sure to have some ice cream. Um, Friday was a special, uh, live Facebook, uh, idiots lantern reading, which was a blast. A lot of fun. Uh, that was really cool. Um, and then Saturday evening, a bunch of our, our galley fam got together on zoom and hung out. So it was nice to hear voices and see faces that I haven't seen in a year yeah um and and that was cool you know uh, a lot of us stuck around till almost 10 uh that evening so it, it was nice and and you know it's even little stuff i just i made sure to wear doctor who shirts all weekend yeah <laughs> you know little things lots of people posting uh galley memories and you know i i there were actually i saw a couple of gals on um instagram because i was i was looking at the the hashtag and they, I guess, lived down in L.A. and said, you know what? Let's just go by the hotel because we're out running errands or something um, and and just see what it looks like. <laughs> and, and it was dead, empty and really kind of sad looking. And yeah. they, even, they even showed up in like Doctor Who gear and like nobody even said anything. I was like, oh, that's kind of heartbreaking. I know two of the <clears throat> members of Idiot's Lantern did that. Um, I believe Bob Mitch and... Um, and Chad went there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think someone else went there, but I did not recognize them. But yeah, they uh they hung out in the lobby and I think downstairs oh, for oh. like a of you know a couple of minutes, took some pictures. Wow. I'm I'm just sad I didn't get my, my soft pretzel. Yeah. Ugh. I missed that pretzel. Next year. Next year indeed. Ah but but that also makes me happy and gives me hope is because my wife just got her appointments to get the vaccine. Oh yes. It's, it's a happening. And, there we and, go. And hopefully it sounds like the country is purchasing enough doses. Yes. To get everyone who wants to be vaccinated, vaccinated. And I am, I am all for it. Yeah, let's go. I've let's got to um, make it happen. I've got some nieces and nephews to see. I've got a, yeah. my parents got a new dog that I have to mm-hmm. see, you know, Got to see other people. Got to go go out and do stuff. Yes, I get it. I get it. So what's making you happy this time, man? Well, I mean, you know, the whole little galley fam get together was a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. uh, as was the Idiot's Lantern thing. Those were both making me happy this week. But I feel like two, because it has been two weeks since we recorded. uh, Something that made me very happy was Lauren and I uh, watched city of death and it was the first time lauren has uh fully watched a classic who 
That's awesome. And she really liked it. So what a great episode to watch too. So yeah, I didn't know. I asked you. I said, "What should we watch?" I'm. Th- it's my turn to pick what we watched uh, that evening, and mm-hmm. that's what we ended up watching. Uh, and I think you know it's solid, solid slash best choice. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think of what else is make. Oh, um, well, I can't reveal what w- movie we watched last night for Valentine's Day because um, a little bit of uh, coincidence slash synchronicity is happening. Oh, with our story today, and that's all I'll really say. Oh, interesting. Hey, you want to okay. I have to share because our friends Peter and Anna for Valentine's Day decided to watch the Doctor Who TV movie. Yes. Which was um, hilarious because Anna's live tweeting it, are yes. all her reactions to it. And then, of course, in the process of that, you, we, 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 we talked on All Night with the Living Geeks how we get like Doctor Who synchronicities. Yes. Like really going sometimes. And so, of course, as she's tweeting it, Big Finish tweets out the trailer for the Eric Roberts Master Series. Yeah, very weird. And I was like, okay, that's timing. I'm like, hey, Anna, look. And then <laughs> um, just this morning, somebody had tweeted something about, um, oh gosh, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was one of those things where um, at the time that Paul McGann was cast uh, as the eighth doctor, uh, Janet Fielding, who played Tegan, Mm-hmm. Right during the fifth doctor run, yes, was his agent. No kidding, time. yes, dead serious, huh? Dead serious. So, somebody you know tweets this, tweets out this picture and this, this story. And of course, I don't remember the details of the story, and I, so I don't want to misrepresent it. But again, it was one of those things where I instantly I just retweeted and was like, See, this is what I mean about Doctor Who synchronicities. <laughs> Anna watches this. That pops up. This pops up. I'm, I'm at this rate. I'm expecting something else to pop up. Well, get re- get ready. I'm I'm very ready. I, I you're telling me not to scroll down in yeah, our show notes. I know it's hard for you. Notes. I know it's it hard. It is. But I'm. You, I'm it's I'll be good. It'll be worth it. It'll be okay. worth it. So that's okay. making me happy. Also, we had we decided since it was Valentine's Day to to get a little fancy and we ordered some lobster. From Maine that was shipped to us. Wow. Wow. Um, it was already pre, you know, deshelled and all that stuff. Two pounds, Taylor. Nice. And uh yeah, we had some some surf and turf last night and it was delicious. I bet. We we did heart shaped pizza. Oh, oh I'm j i am I want a heart shaped pizza. Right? Where'd you get it from? Uh Pizza Guys. Oh, so local. We, we normally yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I know. I think like Pizza Hut was doing it yeah. too. It and they could have put some more sauce on it, but I'm sure they were busy. Oh my goodness! Last night, yeah. knocking knocking pizzas out. So. <laughs> and it was I'm fun. trying to think of what else is making me happy. We oh, we watched this. Uh, have you heard of the uh, the Cecil Hotel down here in? I I have the whole Elise Salam. Yes, we watched uh, that mystery. that four parter. Okay. On Netflix. I thought it was pretty good. I've been seeing some mixed reviews and I go, yeah, that makes sense. But overall, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And I mean, anything that mentions synchronicities, Taylor. Right. There's a whole part in there that they talk hey. about synchronicities. Look, the Dana and Greg over at the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult did an almost five hour live stream Saturday night in which they did a Gansfield experiment uh trying to locate terry wrist yeah and it got weird oh boy it got real weird and i i i dm'd you the highlights i dm'd terry the highlights because she's uh still almost done with excuse me season two of hellier yeah um and i think probably pretty soon i'm (laughs) she's gonna sign up for the the patreon (laughs) <laughs> and there end up in the museum group too. So yeah, I, it just, it was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Fan. Yeah. You were telling me a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. It sounded, uh, indeed bonkers to say the least. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into some who news, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So 
we've got a couple of Doctor Who games coming this year. One's going to be a mobile game. One's going to be on console. And The Lonely Assassins, which is the mobile game involving the Weeping Angels, uh, officially has a trailer and a release date. Uh, we've got a link to that in the show notes. Uh, it will launch on the 10th of March, so just under a month to go now. Uh, this will be for iOS, Android, and actually for on Steam. If That's you are cool. A game player upon the Steam, you can get it that way too. So that is coming. I believe this is um, it's done by Maze Theory, and I think this is the one involving um, Oscar. Yeah, Oscar is in it. Yes, there's. Yeah, I see it now. I just had to scroll down a little bit. So yeah, I may well check that out when that comes out. Yeah, I think uh, it's on Steam, which means I can uh, easily stream me playing it from my Twitch account. Oh, very nice. Oh, that'll be fun. So maybe I'll do that. That'll be very cool. Yeah. Well, do you remember when uh, Pearl Mackie was a companion? Yes, I do recall this. You remember when, uh, uh, dare I say, friend of the show, Riley Silverman, was awesome and interviewed her at Galley One last year? I absolutely remember that. Uh, and and how I think we all feel like we could use more Bill in our lives. Yes. Well, in an interview for something completely different, uh, Pearl Mackey definitely is not ruling out a return to Doctor Who. How would that even work? Look, I mean, she's a like an immortal space puddle now, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, also, I mean, the rumors are abound. I mean, why not make her the next doctor? <laughs> I, wow. That's why not. That would be bold and awesome. And I love it. Um, I mean, it would it would be I, I, it would be weird, I think, in the sense that, yes, Peter Capaldi was someone that the doctor had seen before. But this this would be like a whole new version of that. Yeah, wow, really it would be. I mean, hey, why not why not even big finish? Yeah. Oh, the Adventures of Bill and Heather. That would be great. Right? Yeah, that'd be cool. Who else said they did they did they were like, "Well, me didn't um Oh my goodness. Didn't Billy Piper say something recently where she was like, "Sure, I'll come like I love like every are you going to go back to talk to him?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think it might have been billy piper and you know what speaking of which um if you are listening to this episode on the day that it drops which will be the the 16th of february mm-hmm. um happy birthday christopher eccleston oh yes happy birthday you know got to sing happy birthday to him a year ago he did holy so holy awesome. so and now awesome. he's back <laughs> and now he's back. Yeah. And next and next month. Wait, no, March, May. March is the master. May is the ninth doctor. Yes. We will be reviewing some more big finish come May. Absolutely. But speaking of March, our friends over at the game of Rassilon are back for season three. Oh my goodness. Of the game of Rassilon. Start coming out on March 3rd. Very excited for it. I can't wait to see where they go with their storytelling. They are also doing a live show on March 27th. In, uh, I assume that is live over, over the interwebs over the interwebs. That's very cool. Yes. I, I, I yeah, this is very cool because they, <clears throat> for a few years now, I think have done a live show at Gallifrey one, which is, you know, later in the evening gets kind of raucous, kind of crazy. So fun. Um, is a ton of fun. Yes. Just a delight. Um, so if if a live show on the internet is is half as entertaining, it'll still be excellent. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yes. Looking forward to that. Again, links to all this stuff in the show notes. Um, yes. And lastly, this time around, uh, Alex Kingston is writing a River Song novel. Yeah, where where did I see this? I saw like a random comment about it somewhere and I don't, Oh, I know where I saw it. I'm Mm. like, why do I know this? It, I saw this in the, in the idiots lantern comments as it was, uh, be happening. Somebody posted it in there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just very weird. Um, Cool. Yeah. 
So th- this is uh, this is dropping on May twentieth. Oh, uh, it's going to be a bit of sci-fi noir, which I guess kind of fits the theme with what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, <laughs> called the Ruby's Curse. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it will bring River Song together with Melody Malone, her fictional alter ego. Oh, and protagonist of the Melody Malone mystery series. Yes. The duo end up in 1939 New York to find the Eye of Horus. River believes it's a reality-altering weapon. Meanwhile, Melody is simply looking for a stolen ruby that may reveal the location of Cleopatra's tomb. Oh, boy. And I don't know why I'm talking like it's the 1930s. Well, I mean, because you're, you're getting geared up here. I, I am just a little bit, actually, <laughs> when we get to the, the world-famous synopsis. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, it is about that time. It is indeed. This week, we listened to The Maltese Penguin. Starring Colin Baker as the Doctor, Robert Jezik as Frobisher, uh, Toby Longwood as Josiah W. Dogbolter. My goodness. Uh, Alicia Mulholland as Jane Goddard. Uh, it was written by Robert Shearman and directed by Gary Russell. It was released on July 12, 2002. Uh, release number 33 and a half not 33 and a third everyone 33 and a half (laughs) uh for big finish and we've got some story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at tardis wikia yeah indeed we do the maltese penguin was the first doctor who bonus story released by big finish productions oh Uh, the story was free to any subscribers whose subscription included the story neverland number 33 and a half it was big finish his first bonus story that was not at first released to buy outside of being included in the subscriptions. The story featured Frobisher in the lead role. It was his second audio appearance, though the first one being The Holy Terror. Yes, which we have uh, reviewed on this show? No, we have not reviewed ah. The Holy Terror. I have never listened to it. The Holy Terror, I believe, was reviewed on the very, very short-lived um, This Is Where It Gets Complicated which you can find over on notlg.com. I believe we reviewed it there. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, it is well, also fantastic. And, you, you know, Frobisher, a talking talking penguin, uh, This is that story is called The Ho- Holy Terror, and it is indeed terrifying. Oh, gosh, really? Yes, it's very good. Just, I'll, I'll have to get it then. Um, Dog Bolter mentions that his art collection contains an original Ridgeway, referring to the artist who originally drew Frobisher and Dog Bolter in Doctor Who magazine. That's great. I love, I love that. that reference. Yes, 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 yes. Now, with the Doctor largely absent from the story, Colin Baker gets to voice both the Doctor and Frobisher when the latter takes the Doctor's form. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, don't worry, folks. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that uh but before we do taylor you have a world famous synopsis for us so take it away all right here we go the story was simple shape-shifting penguin meets time lord and travels with him penguin needs a break penguin decides to become a private eye in a three-week course then that penguin gets mixed up in murder corruption and pits himself against a toad-faced uh toad Named Doug Bolter. With a dame leading him on, and that doctor character popping in and out, can our penguin pal Frobisher solve the mystery of the Maltese penguin? Grab your bottle of bourbon, your snub nosed pistol, and let's find out. I would also like to say, besides that being amazing, it is funny that the voice you chose to do while talking about a penguin was basically a Penguins of Madagascar voice. Was it really? All right, boys. I guess it's true, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I haven't seen any of those in quite some time. I just watched <laughs> Penguins of Madagascar for the first time. Oh, that's uh, too funny. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I mean, the fun. kids have seen them, so I've seen them. Um, yeah, very entertaining. All right, Taylor. This is our first big finish in a in a uh, probably nearly 200 episodes. I think that, might be, uh, that. that might be a bit pushing it a bit much. But, <laughs> uh, I mean... Let's get to our overall feelings, Taylor. What'd you think? Uh, it's fun. I mean, it is it is a great little story. If you're familiar with any film noir tropes, um, if you like the Sixth Doctor, if you love Frobisher, you know it, it's just it's 
it's a neat little adventure. I honestly, here's here's how I would describe it to someone. It's film noir meets a very specific Monty Python sketch. Oh, absolutely. I also really enjoyed this. For anyone that is like, it's a big finish. I know how long big finishes are. This is a smooth maybe 70 minutes. Yeah, about that. And it it's very enjoyable. All the characters acting is just so funny. And it's just like every typical character voice you've heard in like an old film noir oh my god yeah it's it's with you know the doctor who twist and yeah it's it's a lot of fun and i highly i mean i recommend it and i'll just say that off the bat mm-hmm, so. um but yeah i'm i'm not quite sure how to tackle this but the first thing i want to talk about is so frobisher is you know, he's being a, a detective or a private eye. Yep. And the doctor is like, come on, Frobisher, you've been here for three weeks. Come mm-hmm. on adventures with me. And he's like, no, I've been second fiddle for too long. I need to prove to myself I can do this. And we get the, I mean, we talk about, you know, film noir tropes, but we get the tropes of uh, the Doctor Who trope of the doctor is always lonely. Yes. Which he, true, yeah. he admits to later, and mm-hmm. it's funny because Frobisher also, and this is a film noir slash just movie trope slash just media trope in general, he does not want to admit that he is lonely. So what does he do because he is a Wifferdill? Well, clearly he turns into the person he just shoot away. Yeah, well, and, and not, not just because of that, but because of... Um, uh, this this dame who comes in and she needs him to uh yes do some investigating she's like but if you're gonna if you're if you're if you're gonna trail uh what is it my husband uh you're gonna need something a little less conspicuous than being a penguin yes um and he's like okay i got this turns into the sixth doctor coat and all and she's like can you do something a little less colorful yes um, so I think the first thing we really need to talk about is Colin Baker as not only the doctor, um, but as Frobisher as the doctor and it is, listen, I get it. It's probably pretty hard to do, to do voice acting while trying to do an accent that you are not familiar with. Mm-hmm. I feel like Colin Baker did the best he could, but there were times I'm like, is that even really still him? It feels like he's doing a different accent. It way it go, comes and goes in waves when he yeah. when he is uh, Mr. Frobisher, if you will. I'm not yes. saying it's bad. I just thought it was very funny. It it, it was definitely funny, it, and and he Colin Baker does honestly, I think a great job of it because it's like. It's it's that kind of kind of like you said. It's like I I need to sound like someone impersonating me. Yeah, you know. Um, but at the same time, sounding like Frobisher doing like the hard boiled detective trope. Yes. Um, and that can't be easy. No, no, no. Like that really can't be easy. I mean, you spend so much of your life playing this character now you have to play someone else playing your character and it just like hats off to you colin because that that really wow and you know it could have also been a choice because i feel like if frobisher was just randomly going to turn into you know any other thing he wouldn't have most of the knowledge of how that person is. So I wonder if because he's like, yes, I have disguised myself as the doctor. He has all of the knowledge of how he sounds, all this stuff. So maybe it was almost like he was fighting his own disguise. Oh, maybe with his voice. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know if it was a choice or not. If it wasn't, that's fine. If it was hey, great. Uh, It's, the, one of one of the one of these big tropes about like this film noir style is this kind of hard boiled exposition. Yes, um, and and 
the way that that type of exposition is written, it, it's just rife with metaphor. Um, it, it's it's rife with just these like random bits of information that you don't really need but are entertaining. <laughs> like the uh, like yes. what is it like the the junk mail from like the Galactic sweepstakes? Oh, Galactic Reader's the- Digest. Yes, Galactic Readers Digest refers. It calls me Mrs. F. R. Rubbisher. Yes, and the the Galactic <laughs> Readers Digest doesn't call the doctor anything because he doesn't get junk mail. Yes, I love that. Very funny. So good. And there's like stuff like that throughout. Completely throughout. I, I told her to skip it. Skip it. <laughs> it's very funny stuff. Well, yeah, and, but 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 again, we we literally we get all the tropes. Like we get Alicia Mulholland, um, who who herself we later learn is in disguise. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, going, if you need me, just quack. Yes, you know how, you to, know quack, how to quack, don't you? you? He's like, I'm not a duck. Yes, and then he goes quack. <laughs> no, she she's, she's she's like, you just what was it? You you just like close your beak oh, together and and vibrate and vibrate, <laughs> yes. Which is like so and weird. That, and then he just goes quack. And then I think he says, "When my beak stopped vibrating." Yes, uh, that's exactly. It's very oh good. God. It's hilarious because he clearly has the hots. Uh, oh yes, for <laughs> excuse me for Alicia. Yes, for Alicia, um, who has I mean. Everyone in this cast has the typical just East Coast, New York kind of vocals you would think they would have. I I think with the exception of maybe Alistair. Yes. uh, I don't even know who, because there is an actor who does a voice like that. Yeah, we're we're talking about Chandler. I'm sorry. Chandler. Yes. Played by Alistair. Peter, Peter Laurie. Is the old timey actor's name? Ah, okay. Um, and he's got kind of this voice where, you know, uh, sir, we're 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 trying to find the uh, the, the penguin, but, yes. but we can't find him right now. Um, yeah, he's the that, police that was, chief, and he almost and he sounds like uh, like he'd be a henchman for like a mad scientist. Completely. Yeah, that's Compe- and 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 if if you go look at a picture of Peter Lorre, L O R R E, um, and you look at his um, uh, the movies he's been in, um, he really stands out. And um, I mean, to the point where like Looney Tunes was like, oh yes, him. they yeah he that's <clears throat> where I recognize him. For what sure. I found. What I found really hilarious is that the guy who does Chandler's voice um, actually mostly does a lot of sound design and music for Big Finish. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, I will also say Peter Laurie was uh, in the Maltese Falcon. That's right. He was. I'd forgotten <laughs> about that. So That's right. Very All the interesting. More <laughs> That's right. Very interesting. <laughs> You can do Perry. You can do the Third Doctor. I can do Peter Laurie. There we go. We're we're or, halfway to a big to a weird big finish. Or Ren for Ren and Stimpy. Yes. Oh yeah. Basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, I will also say he is not listed in the credits, but the the um, the henchman for Dog Bolter was also great. Yes. Just a a big oaf. It completely. Yeah. Completely. And and I love, oh my God, like I love Dog Bolter's voice. Yes. It, it, it is of a register so deep and so rich. It's a villain's voice to a T for sure. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It, yeah. It's just really, really just fantastic. Um, yeah. Just a great voice cast. And I mean, Frobisher. This is one of my favorite, and I think he's only done the two big finishes. Yes. And it's just like, I'm so glad that he is the voice of Frobisher because that is just what I hear mm-hmm. whenever I see a picture of Frobisher. Yeah. Just a, an old New Yorker just being a ridiculous, ridiculous <laughs> Wifferdale. Yeah. I have to say the currency on this planet, Mazuma's. Oh. Mazumas. Mazumas. 
I look, I'm sorry. I'm 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 just gonna, I guess, like be like, okay, I'm a 12 year old in my head. I'm not picturing oh. money when you say yeah. Mazumas. Yeah. You know, but all right. I mean, I get it. Whatever. Yeah, you know. And I guess oh, it's it's a reference to Medzuma, Metazula. Is that what it's a reference to? Oh, because possibly because that's the planet they're on. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm see. I really am a twelve year old. Good lord. Whoa. Think about that. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, we had. I think we had one song playing throughout. Uh, which is okay, fine. Yes. Was, I liked it. I thought it was fine. It okay. This I th- I will call this my one nitpick with the story. The the music does this fantastic like sixth doc sixth Doctor era eighties synth attempting a nineteen forties horn. Yes, <laughs> it that that alone is very fitting. But it's incredibly repetitive. Yeah, it, like I said, one song that plays throughout. Yeah, uh, it does. Yeah. So if you can put up with it, great. If you're the kind to go, oh gosh, there, there's that pattern of notes again. Yeah. It might drive you a little crazy, but don't let it deter you from listening to the story because the story itself is hilarious. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, fantastic. now granted, we we do have to accept the fact that we have. Colin Baker, um, in his, we'll call it Frobisher voice, having to say, making whoopee. Yes. And and I just, it just took me like a couple times and I'm like, okay, he really said that. Yes, he did. That was a thing that happened. Yes. Oh boy. He did. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Do we want to go over some of the, some of the, some of the tropes? Yeah, please. So I think what I can think of off the top of my head, obviously the private eye falls in love with the person hiring him. Yes. Uh, also, the the person who hires him ultimately turns on him. Yes. Kind of, sort of in this, but um, let's see. We have, oh, we have the, um, the corrupt chief of police. Yep. We have the, uh, the bad guy who ends up trying to hire RPI and try to have him oh, killed. Yep. And we also have the the bad guy shooting his own man for seemingly no reason. Yeah, literally just to make a point. To make a point and uh, yeah. he, he was like a son to me. <laughs> um I I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean obviously the voiceover that's very film yeah. noir. Yeah, um, but but I mean, we we get obviously we we talked about having a Peter Laurie character who was obviously in the Maltese Falcon. Yes, um, we get um, let's see, we get references uh, to Casablanca. Oh, so Taylor, yes, guess oh, what dear. movie I watched for the very first time yesterday? Yesterday, yesterday, Casablanca. Yes. Really? That was the very first time I had ever seen Casablanca. Uh, it was amazing, by the way. Holds up. Yeah, that's a good movie. And yeah, they started rattling off these lines, and I oh just started gosh. laughing. I was like, yeah. what? Like the whole, like, uh, uh, the Hill of Beans. Hill of Beans. This is the line. This is the, uh, he doesn't say restart, the continuation of a beautiful friendship. Yes. Yeah. I was like, holy that's, crap, this is that's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. So we got that. Wow. Um yeah. There you go. I told you. Told you. Oh, good. you know you know what I did love? You you want to talk other movie references? Obviously we got the like the you know how to whistle, don't you? Yes. But then but we also God, and this this still gets me when I think about it. We got Colin Baker in the Frobisher voice doing the you looking at me? Yes. Yeah, from Taxi Driver. Yes, at the be- the beginning. <laughs> like, yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh man, that was just that was something else. It it definitely was. I will say this is not a <laughs> this is probably not a film reference, but uh, Frobisher does say he fit he felt like a heel at one point, and I was uh, like, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, wrestling reference. Let's go. Sort of, but then there's also like you just feel bad about something. You say you feel like a heel. Yes, 
that's very old timey yeah. reference, but I like that. I Run with it. the wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, and the simple fact that you know you can you can get away in this story with calling whatever it is that Dog Bolter is trying to get his hands on as the, the something. something. Yes, and 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 you've got everything else going in the story that you just kind of roll with it. It's not like why didn't you name it? It's just the something it's, I love it. That's great. It, no, it is. And it's a great concept that he dog bolter literally like has businesses just, I don't know, to, to have people occupy space and push buttons and, you know, not think and not be creative. Ah, yes. And then what happens? Someone gets creative, (laughs) creates the something. Yes. And, I the the fact that it turns out to be like a dad like, joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. But it helps. And it it is completely it 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 becomes this thing that 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 Doug Bolter accidentally because of his obsession with wanting to know what it is. Yeah sends it out to like every terminal in this building and it kind of breaks all these, you know, I don't know, desk zombies out of their uh, stupor. Yes. And it kind of frees them a little bit. So, so there's this whole like, yes. Yeah, so what you're saying is this is Dr. Who's version of captain EO when Captain EO uses the power of, of music to free all of the the zombie people, is what you're saying. I, I well, I, oof, oh gosh, I guess, well, I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> I was thinking of it more in terms of the uh, Monty Python sketch where it's World War II and they are trying to come up with a joke so deadly that it helps England win the war. <laughs> That's great. Uh, oh, it's, it's a hilarious sketch. Love it. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, they're testing it out on the battlefield and somebody, you know, they, they don't even read it aloud. They just read it on paper and they start, they, they laugh and they laugh uncontrollably. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> and they keel over. <clears throat> Love it. Um, yeah. Good old Monty Python. Oh man. It, this is, this is a weird story because it just it's it's that magic that is doctor who where we're going to throw a bunch of just weird stuff together and it's going to work because it's doctor who yes and also one other thing i want to say is this it's a big old film noir thing we have frobisher talking about how well we're not going to get a big old rescue because this the this oh. isn't a this only in sci-fi <laughs> nonsense would you get a, a big yes. old rescue and you hear the TARDIS start to come in. It's very funny. Yep. Lands right between uh, Doug Bolter and his gun. Yes. And uh, Frobisher and Alicia. And and yeah, I, I mean, really only in stuff like this can you get away with being like that meta. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and it works. Yes. And it works. It completely works. Like I was not like, oh, yeah, of course, here's six. And it's just, no, it's perfect because they've already set it up. Like six has been popping in and out periodically throughout the story. Yes. It's not like he just appears out of nowhere. It's like, oh, he hasn't popped up for a while. Oh, now's the time he pops up. Who's taking pot shots at my TARDIS? <laughs> Love it. God, Love so it. good. So good. Yeah. Just overall a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, you know what? One other thing I want to mention is the sound effect of when Frobisher is uh is transforming Changing. into a different ability. Or yeah, a, a different person, sorry, ability. It's kind of a zipper sound, isn't it? It's a zipper sound, and then at one point it sounds like a just a generic magic sound. Yeah. Which I thought yeah, was yeah, yeah. very funny. <laughs> They're like, I don't know, magic? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, look, it, it it's better than what I feel like my kids are getting in this Upside Down Magic series of books that oh. they've been reading where, 
certain people with a certain type of uh, magic can quote unquote flux into different animals. Um, oh, and yeah, I, huh. I don't know that this is really the best book series in the world. Um, like it, like normally there's, there's just some random details. It, it's a trio of authors working on these. Oh boy. Oh boy is right. And there are times where, you know, I, I just, I feel like, and the kids completely agree with me when I point this out, it's like, Oh, we need a last name for this character. Let's use just a random word generator. Okay. It's Ms. Handbrake. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, Oh, we need a last name for this character now. Okay. Uh, his name is now Sebastian Boondoggle. I'm like, what? Amazing. It's, it's crazy. And then normally like when a fluxer changes, it's just like, Oh, pop, pop, pop. Suddenly they're a kitten, you yeah. know? And then, there was in the most recent book, there was a paragraph where it actually went into like excruciating detail about like bones cracking and stuff. And it's like, where the flip did this come from? Like (laughs) what the heck, you know? And then there was another one where somebody was like, they were in a, like a, a, a pool setting at school. And like the detail on this character's swimsuit was like, okay, that's, that's more detail than we really need. If this is a fifth grader. Yeah, this is, this is creepy. Like, don't do this. I don't know what the heck is going on. (laughs) Sorry. I guess I just needed to get that off. No, that's fine. Just wow. That's fine. Think about your sound effects when you're writing stuff, people. Goodness. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right. Do we have anything else to, uh, to say? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, I, I'm going to hit these buttons, even though I, I feel like, um, yeah, whatever. We're doing it. Okay. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's I will also say it was great to be watching that and to hear, I've got all the machinery I need. Yeah. <laughs> and watch our, watch our man bust through <laughs> absolutely oh. let's let's not forget that we now we've got our we've got our patron saint yes. himself a hard-boiled detective yes and we're we're talking about another absolutely oh Me- where's that big finish immediate yes good lord tom chadbond's still alive people oh my goodness let's make it happen that would be Every, amazing ev- oh are you are you saying doug and ann frobisher yes Oh, shut the front, back, and garage door. Good. Lord. I'm gonna. Add, I'm. I'm. Uh, from yes. from the podcast account. Do it at Big Finish. Call me Ben Stiller because I'm saying do it. Hi all. Um, That's amazing. What do we have to do to get Frobisher, Frobisher, and Duggan uh, in a Big Finish audio? Yes. Thanks. Yes. I'm also going to. Uh, Put the dot in front of it so other people can see it. Uh, yes, and I will please. also hashtag Doctor Who, uh, world's yes. greatest detectives. <laughs> God, I wish I had one of my Duggan gifts that you had that you could stick on there. Oh, I was going through those a, a little, uh, I think like two Were weeks you? ago, and I was like, these are nice. great. These are fantastic. Nice. I just keep them on my phone. All right, there we go. I I've tweeted at them. Uh, the, the, the Duggan scale for this week, um, we had... We had, um, uh, I don't really know, Taylor. I mean, we had, well, let's see. Frobisher was thrown off the cliff. We had a man that was shot and killed. We had another person who uh, quite literally exploded. Very smart bomb. Yes, the very smart bomb. Um, What else? Um, Boy, did anyone get punched or hit or slapped or, um, oh, uh, Frobisher got knocked over the head. Yes. He got knocked out and that he appreciates that yes he gives him a chance to get some rest i don't blame him (laughs) don't blame him um that's about it isn't it yeah that seems like about about all um i'm gonna give it a four and a half okay Uh, i was i I was kind of i was in that four range yeah a man exploded um yes so i mean that that pretty much sums it up there 
I, I have to say though that the the Duggan scale is a little different without the visual medium. Yeah, it's a little harder. Yeah, it's it a is a little harder. Maybe we're grading on a scale then. I guess. Mm, maybe. Maybe we'll figure it out more as we get into more big finish. Yes, absolutely. All right. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the close scale. <laughs> How how scary Taylor? Um, not. Yeah, definitely not scary. Um, at all. Fair. I I wouldn't call this at all terrifying. I I I will say this though that if you let's say you have an older student like a, like a high schooler mm-hmm. in your household who is into Doctor Who, um, and who maybe is uh learning about different genres in their English class. Um, this might be fun to throw at them in terms <laughs> of, uh, Oh, you know, here's the film noir style, you know, here's your hard boiled detective novels. Now here's basically a parody on those tropes. Yeah. And that, that might just be fun just, just to allow that, that student to kind of like, you know, flesh out that genre. A little <laughs> bit. I don't know, but not scary at all. I would have no problem with uh, – I definitely would have no problem with my kids listening to this. Um, they might at times wonder what's going on. Yes. <laughs> like, Dad, is that really a penguin? Yeah, here, let me show you a picture. <laughs> there he is. The last year's Idiot's Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. What a great joy. One of the best sketches yes. I've ever seen them do. I am a whiffadil. <laughs> goodness um all right taylor uh next time it's my choice and yes um you i don't think you have looked at this yet i have not um i believe i in my earlier travels by myself watching classic who i tried to watch this and i was like this isn't good so we're gonna watch it and we're gonna see if it's good or if i was just being naive uh, next time, we will be watching Horror of Fang Rock. Oh, okay. Starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Luis Jameson as Leela. It was written by Terrence Dix and directed by Patty Russell. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I feel like the one time I watched this, I went, what is this? <laughs> it, it From my memory, there are elements of it that maybe don't have the greatest production quality. And again, I'm I'm speaking from memory. On that, and right. it's an old memory, but I believe this was the season of Doctor Who where they decided to um, make every story in this season kind of like an homage to some sort of classic horror. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I, um, and I, I imagine this is in TARDIS Wikia somewhere. Um, but I feel like Horror of Fang Rock was one of those I stories. Will, I will also tell you. Um, this is one of the seasons of Doctor Who that we have only previously watched one episode of. Really? Yes. So I, that is why wow. I, uh, yes, why I picked it. Okay. That is fair. Figured we'd start and that is the beginning of season 15. Okay. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably also the season that has, uh, talons. Of- it is not. It is no, really. It is. Why do I think they were in the same season? Ends ah, okay. Ends with invasion of time. Have we watched Invasion of Time? I don't think we have. We have not watched Invasion of Time. Underworld, no, I think, not. was the one we. Yes, the the yes, Diglets. We... Yes, <laughs> that's the only other episode we've watched from this season. Fair. Maybe this definitely was not the season where everything was based on a horror thing. If Underworld is in it, yep, probably not. All right, so that's it for us this week. Make sure you like us on Facebook and follow. Oh, what am I doing, Taylor? You know what, what the top. You know what the top of the show should have been things that were making us happy. What's our that? brand new podcast? That we oh released. yes. Oh my goodness! All night with living geeks, guys. Go check out the first episode. It is available Please. everywhere that podcasts uh, are available. Yeah, and I'm. I will mention this when we record next, but um, I'm very touched and flattered uh, by the response it is already getting amongst the weirdos I know online. <laughs> uh, 
um, we we definitely have the uh, Connor J. Randall seal of approval. That's great. Um, yeah, that was like, I'm like, okay, I just have to screen cap this tweet because I'm going to treasure it. Oh, that's great. Love for it. For a long time. Absolutely so yes. love that. Very happy. Very happy. It was a lot of fun to record. I'm, I'm already looking forward to not even two weeks from now. Oh, boy. Uh, when we uh, review a film called Alien Highway. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Got to watch that. I need to make some audio edits and get those to you for the soundboard. Yes, you do. I got I got to so, check that out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forgot that um, that old February is a short month. Who boy. I um I didn't record uh, that hashtag show yesterday, and then I was online today, and it's like elimination chamber is this coming Sunday, and I went, it's already here. Like I already have another thing I have to do. Jeez, mm. but it makes sense because you know short shortened month, as I said. But ma- yes, make sure you check out all night uh, with the living geeks Please. guys for sure. Please. Uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica, rate and review us as well. And you can also head on over to SoundCloud.com slash the NOTLG and subscribe there as well. NOTLG.spreadshirt.com and patreon.com slash NOTLG if you would like to support us uh, either by purchasing a item of clothing or just monetarily. We would appreciate that. But as Taylor did yesterday, guys, support a local shop. Yeah. Let's do it. Retweet, buy stuff from them, get the word out for them. Like we said, you know, it looks like the, the end of the tunnel. We're almost there, but we're not there yet. Fingers crossed. So let's uh, let's help out our independent shops and artists. All right. So join us again in two weeks for Horror of Fang Rock. And we'll <laughs> talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. I am recording. Hi there, recording.